Hi guys, hope everyone's well and welcome back to the Improvement Podcast. So in this episode today, I'm going to touch on how to bulk. And the goal behind this podcast is just basically to arm you with the tools and the information needed to gain muscle effectively throughout a gaining phase. And the reason why a gaining phase is because that's where we build muscle best. And the reason why I want to like try and portray how you do so effectively is I think a lot of people can approach it potentially the wrong way with, let's say, just treating it as an excuse to sporadically eat more or just eat poorer food choices. Whereas when you're wanting to bulk effectively, when you're wanting to get the most out of the gaining phase, it requires similar consistency to a diet. If you're wanting to diet, you need to kind of knuckle down in certain areas. Gaining's the same if you want to maximize it. Obviously, there's areas where you can have a bit more flexibility. Like you can have a bit more flexibility with, let's say, going out, social events, etc. Just because... Typically, your calories will be higher, uh, so you'll have the ability to do so. So yeah, a bulk is just a gaining phase where you take your body weight up to gain muscle mass. And the reason we want to take our body weight up is because when we're at maintenance, when we don't gain or lose weight, we don't really put on muscle effectively. And the reason being is when we when we bulk, when we gain body weight over time, stability increases. So like if you if you're like peak bulk or at the very end of your diet, you're gonna have a drastically different ability to stabilize weight when you are at the like end of a diet phase your body fat's lower so that you start you struggle to basically stabilize joints like doing things like dumbbell presses are one of the lifts that can potentially go down in terms of your ability to perform same with things like uh, a deadlift variation where you're needing to maintain a neutral spine when you lose body fat when you don't have a lot of body fat on your frame it can be harder to do so so just being a bit fluffier itself has its merit. And as well, it, it gives you the resources to build muscle. You, you have the, a good analogy is you have the bricks available. So if you think about if you're building a house, no matter how much workers you have, if you've not got any bricks, the house isn't going to get built. Building muscle is the same. No matter how much uh, training you do, if you don't have the excess food, in this case, bricks for the house to build, you're not going to be able to build that house. The house isn't going to get built no matter how hard you try. You need those bricks and they've got to come from somewhere. Uh, and a, a good a good thing to think about is when you see strong people, like people who are naturally quite strong, uh, or people who are just strong as a whole, they're not you're usually not extremely shredded. They're usually a bit fluffy. Like uh, <clears throat> that's why there's weight classes in powerlifting, because if weight didn't really influence your ability to progress and build strength, then there wouldn't be any weight classes. So weight to some extent does move weight due to having better leverages stability so it is great to take your body weight up and you don't have to just because you're bulking doesn't mean you have to do so excessively if you're wanting to not gain a ton of body fat you don't have to uh, you just have to kind of maybe accept or realize that if you don't commit to a gaining phase as much meaning for as long and gain as much body weight you're potentially not going to be able to get as much from it uh, so in terms of your starting point when you're wanting to gain you want to be relatively lean and as for what is relatively lean obviously that will differ to the individual but you want to have room to push your body weight up so ideally you want some definition around your midsection you want to not be storing a ton of body fat around your hips you want to see vascularity in your arms most of the time uh, 
obviously your muscularity will affect that so if you're a female you might not quite see the same vascularity in your arms if that's not a body part you specifically train as much but you want to you want to have signs of being lean you want to have shape around your muscles you don't want to just have like not much lines at all you want to have definition and that means you'll have room to push your body weight up without pushing or without accumulating too much body fat because if our body fat gets excessively high then we're not in a good position uh, to bulk and also we'll have a lot of body fat to then take off again what comes on must come off so that's something to consider so if you are wanting to bulk are you comfortable with your ability to take body weight off after that gaining phase are you comfortable with knowing right i've got to lose 15 or maybe even more than that let's say 20 pounds 20 to 30 pounds are you comfortable knowing you've got to lose that do you think you can while sticking to things if you've not then it might not be a good idea to push up and if you have too much body fat like i said it's a lot to take off it can also lead to poorer health outcomes this is getting a bit you're gonna have to be pretty excessively fluffy to experience this but once we our body fat gets past a certain level things like our heart rate and blood pressure can rise and be in a in a level that's close to or on getting towards higher which isn't good for our overall health your muscle to fat ratio is skewed meaning the amount of the your ability to utilize carbohydrates diminishes so when we have higher body fat our ability to utilize a uh, carb carbs is down and the reason being is we're not as sensitive to them and our we don't basically have the ability to utilize or we don't have like a low blood sugar level when our blood sugar isn't as low when our blood glucose level leads reads low we've got a good ability to utilize carbohydrates when it's high then we don't and that's why some people don't get a pump when they get when they start bulking they don't have the ability to utilize carbohydrates effectively and shuttle them to the muscle to the same extent and you're more likely to store them as body fat so if we are really fluffy then we might be more likely to store fat uh, and also when our blood glucose levels is elevated which usually happens when your body fat's higher you tend to have it's kind of like a it's not really a good health marker oh it's sorry that's a bad way to phrase it it's a health marker you don't want excessively high which is generally not good and that's what leads to potentially becoming diabetic uh, if your blood glucose is slightly elevated for a short period of time it's not gonna you're not going to become diabetic from that i don't think so uh, but if it's consistently elevated for years on end then it might not be a good thing but again if you're training consistently if you're eating a relatively healthy diet it's probably not something that you're going to be too susceptible with unless you've got like a genetic predisposition to it but again that's not my areas of expertise so you want to be nice and lean starting off for those reasons next up in terms of rate of gain you want to gain around one to two percent of your body weight per month uh the, the reason i say around and not you want to gain this exact amount is because it's dependent on the individual like why should someone who has let's say not entered a gaining phase before they're really lean why should they gain the same amount as someone who's been gain, who's been uh training for 20 years and has a high level of muscle mass should they gain the same amount uh and re the answer is no because the person who's 20 years into training they might not think they've got the ability to build that much more muscle or build as much muscle as someone who's a year into training or six months 
who's never gained before. So would it make sense to gain the same amount of weight? Because the person who's been training for 20 years, they're going to be a bit more likely to probably gain a bit more body fat. Whereas the person who's not been training long, they've probably got the ability to build a lot of muscle tissue. And as a result, they will probably come out the other end if they gain the same amount over this same space of time. They've got the same consistency. The person who's not been training long, they'll probably come out with more muscle mass and less body fat. So it's just weighing up. Uh, the gain, the faster you gain like weight, the more likely you are to gain body fat because you're only going to be able to build muscle mass at a certain rate. And what I mean by that is if you're gaining one kilo a week, that's not going to be all muscle. You're not going to be able to do that uh, because if, let's say, you gain one kilo a week for a year, you'll be 52 kilos up and you're not going to have 52 kilos more muscle. Uh, that's what people on the hand side of things maybe train their whole life to achieve. Uh, so just bear that in mind. There's pros and cons of how fast you should gain, but 1% to 2% is a okay figure to go off. But again, uh, don't just like ass- assess what, what are things looking like. How's, how are the visuals? Are you looking lean while you're putting on body weight, or are you looking like you're just getting fluffier on a weekly basis? And something else to consider is your consistency. So if you're someone who ticks every box, lives or breathes training, trains as hard as they possibly can, then they're probably going to be able to build a bit more muscle mass in a shorter period of time. Whereas someone who kind of half-asses it, misses sessions here and there, uh, doesn't always sleep well, goes over their calories sometimes, then you might not want to gain just as fast as the first person because you're probably going to gain more body fat. So there are a lot of things to play into it. So just think, is your consistency going to actually merit a lot of muscle gain because if not then why gain fast gain at a slower approach and then you won't gain as much body fat also the timeline so if let's say if you've got like a deadline where you need to bulk until then that's something to consider for example uh, i am competing next year so in 2024 so that's something to consider when it comes to bulking like i don't just want to infinitely put on a lot of weight and not diet down in between that i want to be relatively slow but spend time heavier because when i'm heavier i've got more leverage i'm stronger i'm a stronger individual uh, but saying that i don't want to just gain like extremely fast while i'm this body weight because i'll just get too fluffy and overall if i'm too fluffy what's going to happen i'll need to eventually diet i'll have more to diet off which means more time spent dieting and less time spent bulking uh, and like i said as for your rate of gain your ability to diet plays a factor in how much muscle you'll want to gain or in how much body fat you want to gain and it depends on what your start point is like because if you're extremely lean you can probably get away with uh, putting on a bit more weight so rate again around 1.2 percent but go by your progress photos go by uh, how your performance is in the gym and do you think you you can get away with a faster rate again or do you think you're just going to get excessively fluffy from it so consider those factors and in terms of food sources you want to not just just because you're bulking doesn't mean it's a excuse to eat like poor food choices it's like the only thing that's really changed about my diet as i've started bulking is i've got a bit less veg intake and not even i've not even got a low amount of vegetable intake i'm having at least 100 grams of a fruit or a vegetable source each meal what has changed though <clears throat> is the amount is a uh, sorry just the other foods i'm consuming i'm consuming more carbohydrates so my vegetables have went down to like a baseline so instead of having 200 grams of let's say green beans i'm having 100 grams because i don't need that i don't need 200 grams worth that's just uh kind of 
that was kind of it's not excessive let's say it depends how much meals you're having etc and how much you're having each other meal but it was to help with hunger and satiety levels while i was dieting during prep because my food was low so now that my food's high i don't need that much i just my goal is basically to have enough so that i can uh, have good health and digestion so yeah you want to basically keep fruit and veg in throughout quality protein sources so anything like animal base is usually a quality protein source or well, not anything animal based but animal based protein sources that are relatively lean is usually pretty decent because if let's say we are getting our protein from things like rice bagels and uh, other like vegetables let's say we don't have whole pro- we don't get basically whole proteins from them and what i mean by that is you've got all you've got amino acids which are basically the building blocks of protein and we want all of the amino acids necessary to build muscle and spike muscle protein synthesis and animal sources are whole proteins meaning they can they contain all the amino acids and things we want from a protein source whereas things like rice don't so it's like if we don't have let's say enough of the quality protein sources we won't be able to build muscle as effectively by spiking muscle protein synthesis which will also help us recover well so ideally what i'd recommend is keep like your protein sources static and have relatively lean sources of like animal sources if you're obviously not vegetarian or vegan and then things like whey protein can be a good idea as well greek yogurt there's some uh, sources that aren't like typical like things like chicken lean beef uh, eggs as well so yeah but what it says keep them relatively static you want ideally two grams per kilogram of body weight of protein so if you are 80 kilograms then you want around about 160 grams of protein at least but i'd i'd stay on the safe side and have a bit more so maybe 200 grams the reason being is if we are pushing up other food sources that isn't protein like carbohydrates as i commented on not all carbohydrates like things like bagels have quality protein sources and they don't have all the amino acids we want so if we're let's say having a lot of like let's say one of our meals is three bagels we're getting like five grams of protein from each bagel something like that so if we're consuming 15 grams of non-quality protein and we're only having let's say five grams worth of protein from let's say chicken or that we're not going to be able to get enough quality source or quality protein to spike muscle protein synthesis so we want to keep our protein sources static and uh, don't worry if it goes a bit higher than like the recommended two grams per kilogram uh, so i like to push primarily carbohydrate sources uh, fats remain somewhat static because after we've got enough for, for general hormone function and to slow down the digestion of carbohydrates we don't really need any more any more fats can just kind of mean we slower the food breathing extremely slow which we don't really want to an extent we don't want to like use it immediately uh, but we want to have like a gradual release of digesting our carbohydrates but if let's say we have too much fat then we're just going to be struggling to digest our food and going to be spending a long time trying to digest our meals whereas you might not be let's say ready to eat your next meal if you're can if you're digesting that meal extremely slowly uh, so i primarily like to push carbohydrate sources once fats and protein has been met and some sources that i like to use for myself is things like rice or ground rice in other words cream of rice which is basically like a granulated rice powder that i mix whey protein in uh, it's 
something that's similar to it is things like oats, for example. And also things like bagels, sourdough bread are some options I like. Uh, some other options you can use are things like fruit juices and fruit as a whole. Things like oats if they digest well with yourself. And things like pasta. Sometimes pasta doesn't necessarily digest well, so you could opt for maybe gluten-free pasta. Uh, but there are some sources that I like for myself. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it in terms of this episode. I think that's all I want to cover. And obviously, like the harder you train when you're bulking, the more you're going to have, a, or the better outcome you'll have. The better you sleep and the better you train, the better your result will be. And the reason being is if we, let's say, who's gonna, who do you think is going to build muscle? Someone who just goes through the motion in the gym, just lifts weights, doesn't really have much effort, kind of going through the motions. Do you think they're going to build more muscle than someone who's, training extremely hard, absolutely burying themselves every set, giving it their absolute all, like their life depends on it. Who do you think is going to come out the other side with more muscle and less body fat? The person who is training the hardest. Same with execution. If your execution's horrific or if your execution's spot on, who do you think is going to have a better outcome? So these things will influence how much muscle you can gain during a gaining phase. As well as that, your sleep quality as well so we know our sleep influences our performance so if our sleep is in a poor spot then we aren't going to be able to perform as well which means we are going to be able to not going to be able to progress our lifts as much which means less muscle tissue because our lifts are indicative of our level of muscle what i mean by this is if you can like take your lift up and progress it let's say your bench press from let's say 60 kilograms to 80 kilograms that's going to result in new muscle tissue whereas if you take your bench press up throughout a whole gaining phase from 60 to 65, that's not going to result as, as great an end product or as much muscle tissue gain during that phase. So you want to make sure you're sleeping as best as possible, training as hard as you can while making sure your nutrition's in a good spot. And uh, something else I'd say is with your food, when you are adding food to your diet, like I said, I primarily like to add it to carbohydrates. And what I like to do first of all is try and max out the training windows nutrition and what i mean by that is trying kind of eat as much carbohydrates as you can around training and the reason being is they're a main source of energy so on paper what do you think is going to result in a better end product this will be this is getting down to like more minute details don't get me wrong but see if someone let's say at 70 percent or 75 percent of their carbs around the training the rest throughout the rest of their meals or the opposite they've at only 25% of their carbs around training. Who do you think is going to have a better end product? It makes sense to kind of give yourself the most food when you're going to use it to build muscle. If you do it the complete opposite, in my opinion, you've basically you kind of got the potential to store more body fat and not build as much muscle. Also, GLUT4 is upregulated after training. When we train hard, GLUT4 is upregulated, which basically improves our ability to utilize carbohydrates. Uh, and store them as muscle glycogen, store them intramuscularly. So if we are training extremely hard and eating carbohydrates around our session, arguably you're going to be able to build muscle more effectively and build less body, or not build less body fat, uh, put on less body fat. So I hope you've enjoyed the episode. If you did, uh, then I might make a part two going down to like more minute details when it comes to like uh, handling different maybe obstacles when you're gaining, that sort of thing. But yeah, thank you very much for listening. If you did enjoy it, feel free to like, subscribe, share it on the story. Uh, all that goes a long way in improving the podcast, helping me grow the podcast and 
as a result, make, make my or give me some reward for the investment I'm putting in my podcast. Uh, so I greatly appreciate everyone watching or listening and I hope everyone has a great day.